Welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're going to be talking about how we do our programming and lesson plans at CrossFit Palm Beach. And we're going to be covering our entire uh, programming and lesson plan process from idea to implementation. And I will kind of warn you guys in advance, this podcast will get into the weeds a little bit, but I think if you're someone who is involved with the programming or you're the owner of a gym, you will enjoy this. You'll get something out of it. Um, even though it does go into details, you guys will actually enjoy some of those detailed approaches. So um, if you listen to episode 10 on why most programming is overrated, you might think that we don't put much time or effort into our programming, but we do. We put a lot of time and effort into our programming. This is going to cover, this podcast will cover that in detail from start to finish. And I bring this up to you guys. Um, I want to go through the details with you. Not because I want you to copy our format you know, point for point or because I think this is the best way to do it. I, I don't necessarily think this is the best way to do it. Um, it's very time consuming and I think if, if you're able to actually outsource your programming and then customize it to your own gym utilizing some of the steps that we use, that might actually be the best way to do it. But this is just the way that we, we do it and I think that there are some nuggets in there that you guys can hopefully learn from. Um, so let's just kind of dive right in and, and talk about how we program at CrossFit Palm Beach. And we kind of have this, this macro view and we have the micro view. So on a macro view, you know, we're always trying to stick to the basics of the constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. But on the macro view of the entire year, we do try to evolve the programming throughout the year to bias certain areas. And we'll utilize certain events or certain benchmarks, reference points throughout the year to be able to evolve the programming throughout the year. So that includes things like the open um, or utilizing like or thinking about our weather throughout the year. We're in South Florida, so it does kind of change pretty dramatically there um, in terms of the really hot summer months versus uh, the cooler winters. And then uh, getting ready for certain events, whether it be MRF or sometimes in-house competitions, we like to kind of evolve the programming throughout the year based on that. And probably the biggest one for us is the Open. And it's not really that we care too much that our athletes do well in the Open. It's not like we'd rather them do well in the Open versus another competition they might do outside of the Open um, or really care that they do well in the Open at all. It's just we like the Open's a big community event for us. We have over the last two years, we've had consistently well over 100 people do the Open. So it's just a nice way to uh, kind of have a buildup to the Open in those January and February months. And then obviously the, the Open takes place in March. And then outside of those months, we can kind of uh, just back off from it. So the months following the Open, we'll do a lot of like unilateral work. We'll do a lot of um, a lot more variety in our programming. Uh, less focus on couplets and triplets, things like that. Uh, once we get into the fall, we'll do a lot more strength work and we'll kind of bias our programming towards strength for a few months at a time. So again, it's not that, like we do feel like it's, a, it's effective and it gets people better, but it's more about having these ebbs and flows to the year. So that way it keeps things fresh, it keeps things fun and people can focus for uh, months at a time on certain areas of their fitness and not feel like it's just the same thing over and over and over again and they have to like, you know, especially coming off the open, they're, they're, it's, it's almost more mentally taxing than anything else. So we really like to, to give them that relief of not having to worry too much about the stress of 
of benchmarks and competitions and just kind of having fun and rebuilding their bodies uh, post open. And another thing that we look at, which I mentioned, is the weather. So, you know, when we're in South, South Florida, we're in Jupiter, uh, it's pretty hot here in those summer months. So we don't really run outside that much. Um, we'll typically do 200s and 400s in the summer up to once a week. Whereas in the winter months, we usually try to do more 800s, more mile runs, things like that. And we'll try to do running actually twice a week in the winter months. And a lot of our benchmarks that include running or even like our longer benchmark workouts that we like to do, they usually happen in those winter months uh, versus the summer months. Um, so those are the big two for us that I would say affect the programming the most. Um, another one for us is MRF. So uh, we'll kind of use like the six to eight weeks before MRF to start adding more body weight movements into it. We'll use it as kind of an education process of, of talking about, you know, uh, having the rhabdo conversation, but also talking about how can we build volume over the course of weeks to get ready for this really big, uh, you know, tough test in MRF. So um, that's one that we'll kind of use throughout the year. And every once in a while, when we have like an in-house competition, we'll maybe uh, do some elements of that in-house competition in the weeks leading up to it. So we want, we want people to excel. We're setting them up for success. And there's enough of a degree of unknown and unknowable throughout the year anyways, that we, we don't try to make more of that happen through program. We actually try to set our members up for success with benchmarks and with kind of the macro view of the year as a whole. So um, now we'll kind of change gears into like more of the micro, like what does the actual week to week programming look like? So we have two separate programs that we're programming for at CrossFit Palm Beach. We have a CrossFit program and then we have a Beach Fit program. And we have four coaches involved. So we have two coaches that do specifically the CrossFit programming and we have two different coaches that do specifically the beach fit program and we program them separately we don't we don't try to uh overlap them too much we've just found that to be too overwhelming to try to like think about what beach fits doing on monday versus what crossfit's doing on monday and all that stuff um, and i've personally been heavily involved in the crossfit programming side from the day we've opened so almost six years now and i've had different people help me throughout the year sometimes I'll let them take the lead. Sometimes I've taken the lead. More often than not, I've been kind of the lead person and they've been helping me, but I, I have gone back and forth with that. Um, and then there's been times where we followed comp train for a period of time, or we followed Invictus for a period of time. And we've taken the time to customize it to our facility and our equipment and our class sizes. Um, but more often than not, we've done our, our own programming and we've used those outside places for inspiration more than anything else and even as i've gotten busier and busier you know programming has been one of those things that i've held on to i'm still doing it so the two main reasons that i hold on to programming is number one as i coach less and less classes programming and and more specifically the notes and and kind of the lesson plan side which we'll kind of get into this is a way that i can still have a really big impact on our class experience even though I'm not coaching as many hours. So I like to still have that control for now. Uh, eventually I do wanna delegate, but I, I like that control over the class experience for right now. Um, and then secondly, I really feel like it's important as a gym to, to revisit benchmarks that you've done you know, since the day you've opened. So because I've been involved in the programming since day one, you know, I have a good 
I'm, I'm very in touch with what we've done in the past and I am able to sprinkle those things and those elements, those old benchmark workouts into our programming regularly. So that way if someone's been here four, five, six years, they're gonna see stuff show up that we did back when they started and they're gonna be able to see how long, how far they've come over that period of time rather than if I, if I completely just give up programming now you know, the coach that we have now is fairly new. He's not going to know all these things that we've done in the past. So it's good to kind of work in some of those those old workouts that you've done in the past so people can really see how they've grown uh, over the course of a long period of time. Um, but again, eventually I will delegate it and I'm not, that's part of the reason why I'm holding on to it. But I think that at one at some point, those things won't become as important or at least another coach will be able to handle those two elements and do it as well or better than I can. Um, so let's kind of go into like uh, the actual uh, structure of the programming and how we build it out. So there's two documents that I use to create the programming on, on kind of a broad scale and then the weekly basis. So the broad one is an Excel document where we'll typically work in like 10 to 12 weeks at a time. And with the Excel document, I, I use really small font um, and I have it kind of zoomed out where I can see the entire, I can see like three weeks or four weeks even of programming at a snapshot um, from a zoomed out view. So just glancing, no scrolling on the screen, I can see three to four weeks of programming in one shot. Um, I don't always do three to four weeks at a time and usually that's not the case. So what I'll do is like we might have a focus for 10 to 12 weeks at a time. We know that um, like this time of year we're focusing on shorter workouts because it's the summer months we're not doing as many running workouts at this time and we're kind of focusing on a lot of the girl workouts uh, primarily some of those shorter 21 15 9 uh, benchmark girl workouts so I will use the Excel sheet to get an aerial view of this and to kind of start to build out you know I might put grace into week four or um, Diane into week six and kind of know roughly that that's that's where I want to put it for the next 10 to 12 weeks um, And then what I'll do is that on a week-to-week -week basis. I try to fill in a little bit more so If I'm looking at the Excel sheet I might have in week one I might have four of the six weeks built out whereas in week Two I might have two of the six and then week three I might only have one of the six so it kind of it fills in over time and I like it because in the past when I would sit down to programming, I hated sitting down to a blank slate. So this allows me to, when I got I get kind of the mood hits me sometime during the week, I'll sit down to program for only five or 10 minutes, but because I have all these ideas already running through my head, I can add them to the Excel sheet. Or if I see a good workout I like on CrossFit.com or Lynchpin or CompTrain, I'll add it into the Excel sheet. And it's kind of like a puzzle, Well, I'll just kind of piece it in where I think it will be uh, the best fit and then I still have that freedom to move it around and it's really easy to move around because you're seeing this cool snapshot of of where you've been but also where you're going and I really like that that Excel document for being able to do that Fitbot would be great for that as well um, I just happen to keep it simple with the Excel then on Monday mornings that's where the second document comes in so I'll take the Excel sheet and I will actually now build out a detailed rough draft for the entire week. And I'll put that on a second Word document um, where I'm gonna build out that week. So I used to, in the past, stress out and, and try to do programming on like 
the Saturday or Sunday before that that Monday so one to two days in advance and even though I enjoyed programming it was just so stressful that I didn't I didn't end up enjoying it as much as I should have because um, one it was the weekend I felt like I should have been spending time with my wife and my family um, but two it's like if, if the ideas weren't flowing it would really stress me out that this is not coming fast enough you know and I wanted to, wanted it to be a good week uh, by that Monday so now I'm programming almost a full week in advance and I, I want to break down that week for you. I want you guys to see some of these deadlines and benchmarks that we use throughout the week. So on Monday, I have that Word document and I'm building out the rough draft of programming for that next week. You know, I'm taking those bits and pieces that were in the Excel chart and I'm building out into a full rough draft. Then I'll usually revisit it on Tuesday morning just to kind of uh, see it with a fresh set of eyes and then I'll send that final draft to Austin who's on, who I'm going to be meeting with on Wednesday and he's the person that helps me with programming so we always meet on Wednesday mornings and in the meantime on Tuesday afternoon Austin is in charge of writing up our extra work that we have for competitors and he'll do that on Tuesday by the time that we meet on Wednesday so that way we can talk about both the regular programming and the competitors programming in our Wednesday meeting then we meet every Wednesday at 9.15 a.m. and we'll roughly meet for 60 to 90 minutes and we'll break down each workout in detail and basically just try to poke holes in everything and look at it from all these different angles to make sure that there, there's no holes in what we're looking at and it's going to lead to a really great class experience. So we make sure that each workout is going to work out logistically for our largest and smallest classes. We make sure the week is balanced. It's got the appropriate time domains and, and heavy and light workouts and all that good stuff. We'll adjust the reps and the weights. We'll add workout names. We'll add scaling options. We'll plan the staging and the flow of each workout. So we're discussing all these details. And then from there, once it's set, once that, that week is set, we'll send that copy over to our beach fit coaches. And they actually meet almost right after we meet and they'll use our rough draft to make sure there's no more there's no equipment overlaps. So the one thing we do consider when looking at beach fit versus crossfit is making sure we have enough equipment to perform both. So if we have rowing and crossfit on a Wednesday, we're not and we already had rowing programmed for beach fit on a Wednesday, then we're going to change the beach fit workout. And those coaches are in charge of making that adjustment and they might just take their Wednesday and move it to Thursday or they might take the rowing that was programmed for Wednesday and switch it to a bike instead of a row to make sure that we have enough equipment. But going back to the CrossFit side, once Austin and I finalize that week, he has, I'll send a copy to him and he'll have a day and a half or so to take everything that we discussed in that meeting and get it into formal notes in, in, a, uh, in a separate document that's going to go to all of our coaches. So those formal notes, what those include is like, what is the focus for the day? What is the purpose of the workout as a whole? Or maybe uh, there's a YouTube link to a specific movement because it's a new movement. Um, we talk about how to choose weights and how to choose gymnastic scales for the day. We give out pacing tips. We give out um, logistics for the class. Uh, we'll give warm up or cool down suggestions for the lesson plan. Um, we'll give staging notes. We'll talk about uh, how you would want to structure heats and starting stations when you have a large class. And we'll talk about what coaches should be emphasizing at the whiteboard in their explanation. And then finally, we'll give 
how the scoring should be laid out. How should we be keeping track of scores that day and entering that into Zen Planner or SugarWad? So all those notes are gonna be you know, formalized, they'll be in a Word document, and Austin sends it to me by Friday morning, and then on Friday morning, I will uh, review it, I'll make any final adjustments to it, and then I will compile that into an email that goes out to our coaching staff. So every Friday morning, our coaching staff knows that they can expect an email from me that will have any events or announcements for the upcoming weeks. It will contain next week's schedule, and it will contain all the programming and notes that we mentioned. And this is really cool. I mean, sometimes it can be stressful because, uh, you know, on Friday I have other stuff to do and I'm uh, scrambling to get this done. But having this deadline, knowing that I'm going to hold myself to getting it done by Friday and not letting it linger over the weekend is key because, like I mentioned before, doing programming or having these these things that are kind of due by Monday morning that are still lingering over the weekend is just, it's not fun to have as an affiliate owner. So I'd really encourage you guys to kind of have that firm deadline, whether it be Friday morning or Saturday morning, where you have everything sent out for the next week and you're ready to go, okay? And then even though we, we spend a lot of time on the programming, as you can see, I feel very strongly that the, the next piece is the most important piece and that's the lesson plan. You know, because the lesson plan is really what leads to that great class experience. The program programming is just the building block to help create a great lesson plan. And then the way we do our lesson plans is it becomes the job of the coach who's opening the gym that day. Okay, so whoever's the 5 a.m. coach for the next day, they're gonna write up a detailed lesson plan and they're gonna post it to Slack, which we have an, uh, an online workplace uh, called Slack. It's an app that anybody can use. It's free for the level that we use it at. They do have paid versions, but we're able to use it for everything we need for free. And it functions just like a Facebook group, um, but it's a lot, a lot better to use. So I'd highly recommend you Slack. Um, even if you don't want to use it for lesson plans, use it for your interpersonal uh, communication with your employees. Um, but the uh, opening coach is responsible for getting that lesson plan detailed lesson plan, they'll include the notes that Austin and I provided, and they'll get that posted the night before for the next day. And then if we want to make any adjustments the next day, so maybe something in the warm-up wasn't really working, or maybe they decided a scaling option was going to work better than the one that we provided, they'll post that into Slack, so that way it's updated. And you know, Slack's great because we have 10 CrossFit classes a day and any of our coaches that are coaching those one of those 10 CrossFit classes a day can go right into Slack and they have a plan already laid out and it's their job to just kind of read through it, take ownership up, ownership of it and, and run it the best way that they can. So one thing I'll add to that is that we do pay the opening coach an extra half hour for the work they do. Um, for the lesson plan because we want them to give it the time and attention it deserves. So I know this is a lot. Um, that's all I'm going to go over today. I'll, I'll have more podcasts on programming, but hopefully you guys can steal at least one or two ideas from this podcast and incorporate it into what you're doing. And I would say if you steal anything from this podcast, I would make it the fact that you need structure and deadline to your programming and having these mini deadlines like Austin and I's meeting Wednesday 9.15, every Wednesday 9.15, those little deadlines and accountability will really help you uh, just professionalize what you're doing and, and not have it so you're scrambling the day before or the weekend before to finalize your stuff. So good luck guys, hope this helps 
and let me know if you have any questions.